Wagwan, everyone out there, welcome to Film Shrapnel. My name's Tobias. How are you? My name is Craig. Uh, I jumped in too soon. My name's Craig, and yes, we're doing this now. Hi, Craig. <laughs> Hello. I'm the How awkward child. Tobias is doing his great, nice, smooth introduction. I just come in and just get all messy and fuck it up well to, to be fair i i get all flustered when i try and think of a word to refer to people listening uh, i i end up saying like lovers or some weird <laughs> shit like you know if if people have been listening to previous episodes yeah like i'm sorry it does it's weird i know i'm sorry i'm gonna try and work on it <laughs> well film lovers is good right we can stick I with film lovers so. film lovers or lovers of film we're speaking to the lovers out there you know, that's our audience, the lovers. The cinephile lovers. Cinephile lovers. Well, oh. guys, today we're doing something a little bit different. I don't actually know what we're going to talk about. Yeah. So we decided because we haven't watched any films, we were going to talk about the news. Yes. Uh, but yeah. the news of film. Because the news film. Let's be honest. The, the news of the world is something we need a distraction from right now. Because you know <laughs> things are bad. <laughs> That's why we watch the why we watch films in the first place, right? Exactly. We're, we're, it's a welcome distraction from how horrible things are. <laughs> yeah. So shall I? I've been looking through. I scoured the web for about half an hour or something. I looked at um, I don't know about nine different uh, news websites for film, and I have some right. stuff for you. Do you want me to? tell you what's going on in the world right i'll start with the first thing all right so the first thing i saw uh james l jones will no longer voice darth vader in anything oh. else which is quite i saw that quite uh on quite a few new, new sites today oh that yeah that's not that's not that's not good news but to, to be fair to the guy he must be pretty old yeah i think he's in his 90s i mean he's gotta be he's gotta be because like what, what when's the first Star Wars film? Like seventy-seven? Uh seventy-seven, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, and he's he's not young doing that. He's ninety-one. Well, he's much younger. I see, I knew he'd be in his nineties. Yeah. He's in uh Conan the Barbarian. He's the bad guy in that. He's basically Darth Vader in Conan, and it's fucking great. Huh. I you know, I've always known him for Star Wars, and I always thought that he just did voice stuff. I didn't know he actually nah. did any proper acting. Oh, what? Trading Places. No, not Trading Places. Coming to America. Is he in that as well? Murphy. Yeah, he's the bloody... He's the dad. He's the king who sends him to America. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, yeah. I, I don't know why I thought this, but I always thought that he was like a news announcer guy who got the voice <laughs> for Darth Vader. Why did I think that? I have no idea. I have no idea. Because he's a, he's a fucking amazing actor. Uh, I, as I say, I... I mean, you know, I'm an Arnie fan. You know, I love Arnie. And Conan is one of my all-time favorite films. Not just Arnie films, but like I really love the first Conan movie as a movie. It's amazing. Um, and James L. Jones is in the flesh. He is the bad guy in that movie. And he's giving, I think, the performance of his career. It's definitely his best role. And I know people say Darth Vader... But this, he is physically embodying 
this character and this character like you know how sort of you know how he sounds and how he looks and they gave him like long straight black hair and like green eyes and they they were they were sort of trying to make him look like a lost race like a race hmm. of humans that we you know are very rare that we've never seen before um and he just feels like otherworldly it's brilliant he's so good in it and the character is great um yeah and he and he's he's also a giant snake like what's not to love mm, i can also see that his first role was in uh dr strange love that's crazy really yeah i didn't Dickens know that film. hmm i need to check him out more but and i also need to check out Conan the Barbarian. I haven't seen that in maybe like 20 years or something crazy. Oh, dude. I'd love to do some Arnie episodes with you because we, we I'm a massive Arnie fan. We should do. Uh, yeah, but that's not the complete story on this because there's something a bit extra happening. I okay, also so saw... what's our second piece of Star Wars news? Well, it's like kind of an add-on to this first piece. Uh, James L. Jones has approved... Um, that they can use his voice in AI to generate, to basically make, uh, continue making Darth Vader without him, basically. Well, and didn't, they, didn't they do that for uh, Obi-Wan anyway, the Obi-Wan Kenobi series? I haven't seen that yet. I haven't seen it. That's all right. I only like it for Darth Vader. Like, I, I, I'm not really a Star Wars guy. I watched Obi-Wan. I couldn't tell you what the story was because I wasn't paying attention. The only times I paid attention was when lightsabers came out. I was like, <laughs> all right, smacky, smacky, hit each other. Go on, go, go. I fucking love all that. But, um, you know, yeah, I wasn't interested. I, was, like, su like, I wasn't super invested. I'm not a massive Star Wars guy, but I do love a good lightsaber fight. Yeah. Speaking of which, um, they actually did... Do some uh, kind of, I don't know if it was exactly AI, some CGI stuff um, with that other Rogue One, um, which I'm going to talk about a bit more in a second because there's something else related to that in the news. Hmm. So basically, have you seen Rogue One yet? I have not. It's actually probably, if I was to tell, if someone had never seen Star Wars before and they probably were not going to like it much, I'd tell them to watch Rogue One because that's probably the best they've made so far out all of them and i'm being serious and i said it's a really good film and in that film it's really good i really enjoyed it it felt really tight it felt i know exactly how it should feel uh well fair enough i i recommend I you should see then. it yeah, it's all a good right. film and good cast as well and in this film there is one character i can't remember his name um Basically, the story takes place just before the first original movie, which is number four, right? Yeah, I, I know the set, the general premise that they're, they're trying to get the plans to the Death Star. That's yeah. all I really know about the film. And yeah. the Dark Vader shows up at one point. Yeah, That's for what. like a second. And yeah. basically, while this is, uh, there is one guy, I think he's like a general or something, very high up under Darth Vader. And he plays quite a prominent role in the film. Uh, but he's actually dead. And they had someone stand in for him and they basically just put voice and uh, CGI or whatever all over him. Uh, yeah. I didn't really notice it till, I don't know. I, don't, I think it was kind of, well, I don't know if they saw a story about this, if it was convenient. I can't remember if it was good or not. But my point was, is that they, they uh, someone has died and they're still, you know, they're still yeah. starring in films. 
Well, they they did that with uh, Paul Walker, didn't they, for the last uh, Fast and Furious film he did? I didn't know that. He, yeah, I, I think they got his brother to film the scenes and then they deep faked it. Hmm. But it was meant to be like, I mean, look, I, I, I don't know whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, but apparently it was quite respectfully done. I've never watched it. I, I've watched the first five Fast and Furious films. And I like those. I don't particularly, I'm not really interested in the franchise though. I don't really care about the characters. So I haven't really pursued watching the rest, but mm. um, you know, apparently it was handled very well and uh, you know, quite tastefully, but I don't know how you could make it tasteful if he's dead and he died in a car accident. <laughs> oh my God. It just sounds even worse. I, well, this is the thing. It, it, you feel bad for finding that funny because it is a little bit funny, but like, cause you feel bad for him. Like, you know, you don't, no one likes to be killed by irony and you know, I, yeah, I feel bad for him, but at the same time, like, I don't know if it's respect. I don't know whether it was respectful or not. Number one, I haven't seen it, but number two, I'm like, yeah, I think that's a little bit far making money off the image of a dead person. And it's like a recreation of that image. I don't know. I don't know. I suppose. But then you go, you just had an Elvis movie, you know, you, we have lots of movies about dead people, but uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, if, if it's handled respectfully, I guess it's fine. But I, well, I you know, I, I'm just thinking if there should be rules about using um, people who have passed. For I like the funny thing is, is yeah. James Earl Jones is still alive, uh, and like I don't know, like what what can you make them say or do? I mean, where. Where are there Where boundaries that we, yeah. What, what, no, mm. I'm thinking more, not in terms of respect, but what if some, I don't know, if someone could do something bad with uh, your voice or image, you know? Make an audio recording of you having sex with someone. So be mm. like J James Earl Jones, you know, like, oh, yes. I, don't, I can't really do a, a Darth Vader voice. Can you do a Darth, Darth Vader voice? Darth Vader, do you think Darth Vader had sexual urges? I mean, with the whole plot line, once you factor in the prequels, he's got blue balls, hasn't he? You know, <laughs> you, you don't know that in, in the original trilogy, but in the prequel trilogy, yeah, he's got major blue balls. You know, he's probably, his dick's probably melted off. You know, yeah, he's pretty pissed. That's why he's so angry. <laughs> uh, right. Should I tell you the rest of the Star Wars news before? Yes. Yeah, let's so... get through Star Wars. There is now a new Star Wars show, Andor. Have you heard of this one? I am aware of its existence, yeah. Basically, uh, remember I was telling you about Rogue One a second ago? Yeah. Uh, basically, this see, uh, show uh, is based on one of the characters from that film. I forgot his name. Uh, but the actor is from Narcos, Mexico. Yeah, I've seen, uh, I've seen like posters of Rogue One with him, yeah. Yeah. By the way, interesting fact, he's half Scottish, Mexican and Scottish. Oh, I had no, no idea. shit. Yeah, strange. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's actually a good guy. I, I quite like him. Um, I have no idea if the show will be any good because I kind of feel like there's a bit too many Star Wars shows floating around. Um, so we. Yeah, the market's getting oversaturated and Disney's doing all the saturating. Yeah, I, I don't know. They're, they're copying themselves now. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like you could have just had one big Star Wars giant show, 
like a huge mm. cast and had all of these stories going on at once. Do a Game of Thrones. Do yeah. a Game of Thrones, but with Why? Star Wars. Yeah. But I feel like what they're doing is they're trying to micro-target, which I think is what Netflix yeah. does a lot of these days, is micro-target. Um, well, well, everything's streaming now, isn't it? Like Disney, uh, I think, overtaking Netflix in a big way right now uh, with their streaming platform. You know, I, yeah, that, that's where the money is at the minute, you know. And, like, you can't make the same movies and TV shows that you used to because it's a different ball game now. You know, no, mm. you can't take chances on indie stuff anymore. Well, you know, I, I think it's a bit even... It's, it's not even that it's indie. It's that they're looking for very, very niche uh, yeah. markets all the time. Like, And it's I think it's kind of not helps Netflix. Some people might call this wokeness. I don't believe in that shit. I believe that there's there what they've done is Netflix has probably a huge ton of data from all the people who watch all, this, all their shows and they analyze that data and they try and identify groups. This group likes that stuff. This group likes that stuff. And then they in, in between those groups, they find other groups and other things. And they try and find specific, very niche things that one audience, a small audience might like. And then they're just making yeah. so much content like this. But it's so niche that they're not, it's not getting a big enough audience. Uh, and like, I don't know. And, and like, sometimes, you know, I just want uh, the, the big blockbuster shit, the weird shit. Remember when Netflix, like maybe several years ago, Used to have all the like underrated, uh, cool shit that you hadn't seen. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I remember when uh, Bright came out, and I, I wasn't a huge fan of the film, but like it, it felt that Netflix were taking a chance on like trying to make something, you know, sort of semi-high budget with you know intentions on building the universe with sequels. Now, yeah, it didn't work out, but. You know, it, it felt brave. It felt brave. It was like, yeah, I can see you've invested a lot of money in this film and you're hoping that this is going to take off. You're hoping that you got, you're going to make sequels upon sequels of this. Um, was that the film of Will Smith and the Goblin? Yeah. <laughs> nice. All right. Are you ready for your dessert? I'm that wasn't you dessert. dessert. No. Okay. All right. All it's... right. Give me, give me dessert. Do you like David Cronenberg? I love David Cronenberg. Do you know that he's going to make a TV series? I about do not know a that. certain film that I'm not sure if you've seen. I haven't actually seen it, but I think you definitely have seen it. And I think probably you like it. Mm -hmm. Can you guess which film it might uh, be? Okay, so I'm guessing it's not The Fly. Um, no. Otherwise, I'd be... I'd know about it already. It's got to be something obscure then, one of his more obscure ones. I'm going to I'm gonna hazard a guess because I reckon it would make a good TV show. Existence. No, but I need to watch that again because I watched that with you many years ago and we were very stoned and I don't remember any yeah. of it. <laughs> it oh, I, it's, I love it. I love it. I mean, it's, it's, not, it's not like a masterpiece, but it's bloody good. Yeah. Well, I'll, should I tell you what film it is then? I mean, is, is, one, is it one of his like body horror sci-fi? It might <laughs> be from the image pictures I've seen. Okay, because uh, he has made some very good like dramas. Uh, all right, let's go. Are, are you still guessing? 
Yeah, I'm trying to guess. Uh, <laughs> fuck. What else has he done that would make a good movie, like TV show? Or what else would he have done that's even worth making sequels for? You know what? Just tell me. Scanners. The... Ah, you know what? Really? He's bringing that back? Yeah. Ah. Interesting. Maybe he can do more with it now. Now, with modern technology, maybe he can... I'd love to see that head explode again, but, like, better. I actually... I, I think I've heard I've heard of this film, definitely, but I've never seen it. Can you tell me a bit about it? Because I'm, I'm not sure. Maybe no, I might want to watch this. No. I'll tell you what we are going to do, though. That's the next episode. Scanners? Yeah. All right. I agree with that. That's a good choice. Cool. We're doing scanners for the next episode, so, so I'm not going to spoil the film. But are you curious about this TV series, if it'll be good? Absolutely. I'll absolutely watch it. A hundred percent. Speaking of David Cronenberg, though, I did know something. Well, I say it's not super new, but did you know he had a son? No. Who? So Brandon what? Cronenberg is David Cronenberg's son. And Blake was saying to me uh, that we need to watch The Possessor which is a movie Brandon Cronenberg made. I said, I've never heard of it before. And he went, mate, go and watch it. It's the best David Cronenberg film. And he didn't even make it himself. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, I'm quite pumped for a Scanners TV show. Nice. I'm quite pumped. But this is not all of our news. Do you want to hit? We have three more, well, technically four more pieces. Okay, so now this is like afters. Yeah, this is like if you're this still This is cheese board. Born. This is cheese yeah. board. You didn't mm. like your dessert. Well, you decided to save the dessert for another day. You put <laughs> it back in the fridge so you can have something more salty if you like. <laughs> there you go. All right, bring on the cheese board, Craig. What's right. on the cheese board? So here's one. I'm not sure if you're interested in this, uh, but there's this TV series that they're making now on a, t uh, a video game uh, called The Last of Us. Uh, my brother really, it. it's quite, uh, it was a very big thing. I think it was mostly on, was on PlayStation. I'm not sure. Uh, it was a big deal. I've seen my brother play it. He loves it so much. Basically, uh, I think the world kind of ends and there's some weird parasites that start controlling your body and they kind of uh, mutate a little bit. It's based on some fungi uh, I think that comes from South America. Have you seen this fung fungus that can invade an ant and make yeah. it climb really high? It's based on that. Yeah. And I think, if I remember correctly, from the from when my brother was playing it, the main character he loses his daughter at the very beginning of the game, and he has to then help, like several years later, uh, a young girl who's kind of like his daughter, a bit like her, uh, mm. get her to somewhere safe, and she might be immune to this fungus. Well, yeah, it just sounds it just sounds like any any sort of zombie film, I guess. Any zombie concept, you know, where you try and justify why people are infected. Like uh, twenty eight days later, it's the rage virus. Uh, Resident Evil, it's the T virus. You know, we we sort of moved into viruses instead of like because obviously was, uh, the original zombies were voodoo, weren't they? Yeah. So yeah, it's it, it sort of evolved into a virus instead of like voodoo. So yeah, I suppose it's logical to make it even more plausible and believable that you make it like this real world fungus that's 
maybe evolved to affect humans. That's kind of cool. Yeah, I, but the main thing I'm thinking about uh, if they'll adapt it properly and will gamers be happy? Because I'll tell you, did you ever watch mm. The Witcher? I watched the first season. I watched the first episode and I just couldn't get into it. I was like, yeah. I, I only carried because the. Uh, I think I was, I think I was watching it with other people, so I, I was, I just carried on, but like I, I really didn't like it. Yeah, I. But Henry I was... Henry Cavill's very charming though. Like uh, he's good in it. It's just not really. It doesn't sing to me like it sings to other people. Like Game of Thrones didn't sing to me like it sang to everyone else. Well, for me, it just felt like uh, with The Witcher, like I had to invest too much into it, like mentally, because like with Game of Thrones and other kind of fantasy things, you have to pay a bit of attention to kind of get the world. Mm. And when The Witcher came out, it's like, ah, I don't want to, I don't want to invest my more of my brain power to understand how this world works. It's just too, like, it's, it's also based on a book, isn't it though? The Witcher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's probably, it was probably already sort of, uh, you know, people who like Game of Thrones probably were reading The Witcher as well, in all fairness. So I suppose, you, you know, they were tapping into that market. But yeah, didn't, you know, if it, if it didn't grab you, you know, what chance am I going to have for it to grab me? Because I'm not a Game of Thrones nut. I mean, I know you're not a nut for Game of Thrones, but like, you like it. I do, yeah. It's, uh, well, to a degree. I mean, it has its faults, obviously. Everybody knows. Uh, yeah. Another thing about this Last of Us has bloody Pedro Pascal in it. I like him, but he's yeah, in everything. I, he's just the thing in is, every bloody show. Like Pedro Pascal's like sort of hit and miss for me, man. Like, I, I don't We've talked about, we, we mentioned in a previous episode about the second Wonder Woman movie being dog shit. And I, I would say Pedro Pascal is a is a very big reason why it's dog shit. Mm. He's the bad guy in it. And I, I fucking I hate that movie so much. Uh, like it's night and day, the difference between the first Wonder Woman movie and the second one. It's crazy how bad the second one is. Um, and I suppose Pedro pa- Pascal is probably the best thing in it. And he's still contributing to how bad the movie is. That's yeah. how bad this film is and how I mean, yeah, look, I, I think. I, I did watch The Mandalorian and I, I thought he was good in it. Uh, mm-hmm. What else is he in? He's good in Narcos. 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 Not Narcos. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> he was also in Game of I've Thrones. I've only watched it once or twice. He is had, he in Game of Thrones? Yeah, in the second or third season. And I think, in my opinion, oh. he has the best death. He has a really great death. Can I tell you the, about his death? Because uh, it's it, one of my favorite deaths. Is it the one with the rats? That was what the one I liked the most, where they put the bucket mm. of rats on the guy and then they heat up the bucket. That was cool. No, not that one. I don't remember that one. This, this, the, his death was really messed up. So the reason he comes, he, he's supposed to be from this place called Dawn, which is kind of like, I guess, like something like Spain or Portugal. Uh, and he's coming there to, uh, hi, uh, what was it called? The main place, the Red Keep or whatever. Where the royal family lives, uh, because he wants to take revenge on the mountain. You know that giant guy who's like a bodyguard oh, yeah. to the royal family. Because yarp. the guy who's yarp from Lost, uh, Hot Fuzz. 
Oh, is he really him? I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, I thought uh, he was. Anyway, what happens is, um, long story short, he uh, fights on behalf of uh, Tyrion because he's accused of trying to kill his father. Or did he kill? I can't remember. But basically, there's a thing like where he can basically, if, if Pedro Pascal's, Pascal's character wins, Tyrion will be free. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, he chooses to fight the mountain. And he's been really cocky, really cocky. You know, the, 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 the mountain is gigantic and he's full of armor. But he, mm. Pedro Pascal's character, is like wearing almost no armor. He's got his spear and he's drinking before. And Tyrion's like, are you sure you should be like doing that? He's like, yeah, it's fine. And at the beginning, it looks really cool. Like, it looks like he's going to win. Uh, he's not, he's like uh, attacking him the whole time. And the reason he wants to kill the mountain is because uh when uh uh there was the coup like i don't remember what the word is when when the 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 targaryens were removed mm-hmm. his sister was married to one of the princes or, or the king and they had kids and she was murdered by the mountain and her kids were murdered by the mountain as well they were babies so he wants revenge for this and the whole time he's taunting him like uh admit it that you killed my sister you raped her and uh, you killed her children. And he's doing, he's repeating it over and over again. Eventually he knocks him down. And he, I think he even stabs him with the spear. And he wants him to admit it. Uh, and the whole time the mountain's not saying anything. That eventually, for some reason, he's on top of him. And the mountain rolls over. So now the, uh, Pedro Pascal's character's on the ground. And he punches all his teeth out. Uh, and Whoa. then... And then he says, yeah, finally the mountain speaks. Yeah, I killed your sister. I raped her and I killed her children. And then he crushes his head and he's, <gasps> and he's dead. And he's like, what the fuck? That was, was right. the most fucked up there. I'm looking that up. up. I'm looking that up. That sounds pretty fucking beastly. That's the reason I used to like Game of Thrones. When the shit like that used to happen, that was like peak Wait, for me. I, dude, why are we talking about Pedro Pascal again? Because he's in this uh, Last of Us TV series. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Okay. This, yeah, this... Maybe, they'll, maybe they'll do the, the video game justice. We'll see. You know, sometimes yeah. it works. I don't know. So there's two more pieces of news. Uh, <laughs> one is about Rob Zombie. Rob Zombie oh, has yeah. made a film called The Monsters. Have you heard of this? Oh, I, I tried to uh, stream it the other day. It was dog shit. I couldn't watch it. What is it about? Because I actually don't know. I just heard about it today. So, so the monsters. It was a TV show that I used to love when I was growing up. It was about like a family of monsters. So you had like uh, a Frankenstein's monster as the dad of the family. You had like a a sort of uh, you know sort of Dracula bride uh, as the mother of the family, and then the kids was like a vampire and a werewolf, and they had like a Dracula granddad. Um, yeah, it was like, and it was, it was like, but it was like super, um, you know, cheesy, child friendly comedy. And it was in black and white. It's like that old. Uh, I think it was from the 50s, uh, this TV show. But I used to love it when I was a kid. My grandma used to put it on. Uh, and it, yeah, like it was, it, it was one of those sort of humble 1950s, like family sitcoms. But it just happened that the family were monsters and no one liked them because they were monsters. They were misunderstood um 
It's like the Adams family. It's basically the Adams family, uh, just a bit less gothic and a bit more sort of cheeky, winky at the audience, modern. Um, you know, more about them in the real world rather than in like a sort of fictitious world where the Adams family feel like they could actually exist. It just feels like people from a, you know, went in a costume shop and it's a family and they've gone on trick or treating, but they do it every day. That's what it looks like. And the Rob Zombie one, he uh, he's basically rebooting it and he's doing a prequel to how uh, the husband and wife meet, or at least that's the where, up to where I got up to before I had to turn it off. And I'm like, oh, no, I can't fucking, you know, they're ruining a part of my childhood. I couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Is this supposed to be funny? It, yeah, the, it's originally a comedy and the Rob Zombie one is attempting humor, but uh, I didn't find it funny at all. Okay. If, did you ever watch Pet Cemetery? Yeah, yeah. Right. Do you remember the guy who's like, you don't want to go down that road. That road's <laughs> dangerous there. Remember that guy? So I know I'm yeah. doing the South Park version of him, but that that guy, that's the actor who played the dad, the Frankenstein, Mr. Munster. He, that was him. And he was massive, like genuinely a really tall guy. Um, and yeah, like I really, that's how I knew him. When I when I saw him in Pet Cemetery, I already knew him from the Munsters from a, from childhood. I, I I really liked the Munsters. I did not like the movie. Although to be fair, I didn't watch much of it. Maybe I should give it more of a chance. But I didn't love it at all. I felt like it was it was too modern. It was too modern. It it didn't feel like the same characters. It didn't feel like the same story. And and that that sort of upset me a little. Certainly you're doing a prequel. I think it needs to remain true to the original if it's a prequel. And I don't think, I think they were just, it was too modern for me. Uh, I, I think it needed to feel like the 1950s still. It feels a bit funny to me because uh, the only Rob Zombie film I have seen, I think it was a remake of Halloween that he did a while oh, yeah. back. Yeah. And like, it seems kind of strange that he's gone from, uh, remaking horror films to remaking this kind of stuff. I don't know. It just... Well, the, the thing is, I mean, it, it, when he got on the scene, you know, let's not forget he's got his own music uh, stuff that he's doing. Uh, the only song that I really know from him is Dragula, which is about driving the car that belongs to Dracula, and it's called Dragula. Um that's the only song I know from him. And I know I've seen the two films that put him on the map, which were, um, what is it? House of a Thousand Corpses. And then the sequel, Devil's Rejects. That I've seen both of those. And I knew that, that you know, that was Rob Zombie. And I feel like they're both very, very good horror films. And not only are they good horror films, but the sequel completely reworks the first one, the sequel turned, it's a complete genre change, but it's still a horror film. Okay. It's very good. Honestly, I think you would like watching these two films back to back and seeing how, just how different they are. Cause the first one is like your standard sort of Texas chainsaw massacre influenced, like, you know, group of people end up in a place full of fucking psychos and they're fucking with them. Like that's house of a thousand corpses. But then the sequel is like, 
how, how do I describe it? It's like a fucking standoff between the bad guys from the first film and the police. And it becomes more of an on the run movie where the bad guys from the first film now become the main characters and we're following them sort of evade the police. It's really mm -hmm. different, the sequel. Really, really different. And I've only really given you the setup. I'm not giving you I'm not giving you spoilers. Well, maybe I have really, in all fairness. But maybe, I do think that's worth watching. Maybe we should do that as a double episode one day. Yeah. Watch it as one film. I think it I'll is an interesting one. I think I'll probably forget what you said anyway. So be cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's put that on the list as well. We've got Scanners yeah. and we've got uh, the two Rob Zombie films. But yeah, uh, I, I'm not a huge fan of him as a filmmaker post those two films. Although it's those and the Halloween movie, that two Halloween movies and those two are the, of what I've seen of him. And I didn't hate the first remake of Halloween. I actually don't mind it. People do hate that one. I actually appreciate what he's trying to do. The only problem is I think he could have spent a whole movie doing the origins of Michael Myers uh, because it does feel like half of two movies just cut together where maybe he should have saved the second half of the film for a sequel and just flesh out that first half of the movie into a feature on its own. I think that might have been better structurally. But I think he just fell into the trap of it needs to be, we need to cut 20 years later eventually and see the story of the original movie play out. Uh, well, I, it I, takes I, like 40 minutes to get there, even I, an hour to get there. I do get that though, because people are expecting when they watch a, a Halloween movie to see some slashing. So maybe. True. But I, I think it would have been scarier if we just see him slashing up shit while he's a kid. For, for one movie, because that's what it felt like it was going to be for the majority of the film. And then 40 minutes, once he gets put in an insane asylum, boom, we cut 20 years later. And it's like, well, we're already an hour into the film. And now we have to get reinvested in a new actor taking on the role. Uh, and we now need to be introduced to new characters that we now need to care about in order to be upset when they eventually get murdered. Like, and it, I just feel like, at least the first film, the setup, it's like, what? Three, have you seen the original? It's like three minutes, the beginning, where he's a kid, and then it cuts to 20 years later. It's like just the opening sequence where he kills his sister, and then boom, 20 years later. But in the Rob Zombie one, it's like 40 minutes as him as a kid. And again, I see what he's trying to do, and I actually liked it, but I think maybe he should have spent the whole movie doing the origin, and then you could do the sequel being 20 years later. True. But you know what? I think it's more fucked up to see a kid becoming mental than seeing a yeah. grown-up. I agree. That's what but, I'm saying. I think yeah, I should I know, have stayed I know. as a kid but for like the, the, the I whole don't movie. Think, I don't think audiences will be ready for that. I think it'll be too... It'll be it'll well, disturb people too much than, even, than watching him just slicing heads well, off. But the problem is child actors are not very good actors. So like, I don't, we've said, okay, I used Pet Cemetery earlier, so I'll use it again. So the little boy in Pet Cemetery, when he comes back as a zombie, well, I say zombie, like an evil version of himself, and he's got a knife and he's trying to stab Herman Munster. And bless this little kid, because he's only, I think he's like five or six. 
So he's like a really cute little kid and he's got all this makeup on him. And it's obvious that the director has said to him, "Okay, now you're going to have to be really angry. You don't like him. You don't like him. So you've got to be you got to you got to go get him. Go get him. And then they turn on the cameras and he's literally just doing the cutest little angry face. He's like, it's I mean, it's like. Oh, I cannot take you seriously as a bad guy. And I do think that the kid who plays Michael Myers in Halloween, I do think he's pretty spooky. I think he's given a good performance. I buy him as a future serial killer. Mm. Nice. Shall we move on to the last piece of news? But Oh, I'll, yeah. I'll tell you this. Well... Uh, it's actually two things because you know I've been watching the House of the Dragon, the Game of Thrones kind of prequel thing. Oh yes, and I've been watching the Rings of Power, the Lord of yeah. the Rings prequel thing. Uh, well, more of the news is about House of the Dragon. So basically, uh, it's now like six episodes in, and a few of the actors they've changed out for older actors, mm. and. I don't know, I was watching it yesterday, last night even, and I'm not sure what I think about it, to be honest, because they they were quite selective in who they chose to uh, move out and who they chose to move and who they didn't. Like, there's some actors who I'm watching it and thinking, you look exactly the same as you did in the previous... There's like 10, there's 10 years difference between the two. Right. And like, why did you choose to age that guy up and not this guy I mean, he looks yeah. exactly the same. So, whoopsie, I just knocked my microphone on myself. Um, so, yeah, there's some weird... I'm not sure what I think about that. Um, yeah, it's, it's weird, isn't it? Because, like, again, when I was watching Obi-Wan Kenobi, like, there's, like, a flashback between him and... between Obi-Wan and Anakin Skywalker. But they don't de-age Hayden Christensen. They don't de-age him, so he... You know, you know that he looks younger when he when he becomes Vader. It's it's really weird because they always de-age people in these Star Wars things, and they choose not to de-age Hayden Christensen. Or if they do de-age him, uh, it, it's it's not very effective. Like he he looks a lot older. You know, he doesn't look bad, but he looks a lot older. So. It is weird. I don't know what, what why they make these decisions or how they make these decisions. Because obviously at the end of Mandalorian, we get a young Luke and a very young Luke. Um, you even recreate dead people in Rogue One in order to stay authentic to the original. You could have just hired a new actor to do an impression or just a higher cal like a, like a, a high caliber actor to make the role his own. So I don't know what, what makes them make these decisions. I really don't. It's, it's funny we're talking about this because uh, in this Game of Thrones episode, um, the, get, the, the main character, uh, Rhaenyra, she's been having an affair. Her, her husband is gay. Uh, they married on purpose. She already know, she knows about this. It's a, an agreement that they have. And she's had three kids with another man. And they talk about, like, everybody kind of knows this big secret. And they talk about the king being willfully ignorant. Uh, he like he should know the kids don't look like their father. Uh, blah blah blah. And like it kind of feels. I'm just thinking about that in the context of how 
it's like the audience is expected to be willfully ignorant that uh, we've aged several characters up 10 years, but these three or four have not changed a bit. <laughs> it's like, it, I don't know. It seems a bit, it feels, that feels like it fits it, like being a bit wolf. You're just expecting the audience to just get, get on with it and not really think too much about it. But you can't because you've gotten attached to several actors playing certain roles for like the first five episodes. Uh, and then you're changing them out for older. I am not sure I think, to be honest. I'm still going to watch it, obviously. I still enjoy yeah. it. It makes me think, though, if they're doing this so early on in the series, then maybe if there are later seasons of this uh, spinoff, they might have, I don't know, bigger time gaps, uh, yeah. a wider range of characters. Who knows? I'm not sure how, how it could go. That's all the news that I have seen. Okay. Uh, I've been your anchorman tonight, Craig Britton. <clears throat> you have been my special guest, Tobias Saltman. I have indeed. I need to pee really badly. You always do. I know. I drink like a litre of water when we do these things. Uh, I've, just, I've just drank about a litre of rum. <laughs> <laughs> so what, I don't know how we can wrap this up. I guess we can just say that's the end of our show today because uh, we just did... Um, yeah, we, we we sort of experimented with the format today, didn't we? Yeah. Um, not really sure how it's going to turn out, but we'll give it a listen afterwards. Hopefully the listeners out there, or the lovers, hopefully the lovers out there enjoyed. <laughs> well, maybe they can tell us, you know, should we do more of it? Should we not? They'll let us know if, the, if it works or not. We should ask. Yeah, let, let us know, guys. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and all those other things that we haven't had the, uh, the time to do yet. But we will get around to. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And let us know. Direct message us. Tell us what do you want to hear. What do you want us to talk about? Maybe, uh, maybe want more guests. We get some guests on. You know, whatever it is. You know, different topics. Whatever it is, please let us know. We want to know. We want to do what you want us to do because you are what makes us doing. What the fuck am I saying? I'm going to cut a lot of that. That's how you end the podcast. <laughs> that's how you end the podcast, like a wet fart. Like a wet fart. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, just uh, let us know what you want to hear because we want to accommodate everyone who's listening, basically, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, right. thanks for listening, guys. Craig, thanks for talking to me. I learned no a few worries. things today. And until next time, keep it knees. Keep it knees. <laughs> Shrapnel!